I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Originally broadcast on episode 41 with Elijah. Right. Why are so many shows getting cancelled? Give me your bird's eye view of this question. Yeah, so um, my three leading reasons are uh, overestimation of the correlation of plays, press and followers to live ticket demand. Someone getting a million streams today doesn't mean that someone wants to go and see you play live. Um, because you got a few articles on whatever websites and maybe a a stream, whatever, a boiler room or tiny desk, or whatever it's going to be. It doesn't mean that people are necessarily going to be available on the 1st of September to see you in Oxford. <laughs> it, it, all of these things are not as heavily correlated as they once were, especially with the amount of information that people are passing through. I listen to music all day and I don't think, oh, like I'd love to see Steve Lacey and on the 1st of October like it doesn't even pass through my head but it would have to be like mm. just pure luck that I would just see the tickets and be also available on that date and also want to pay £45 and also have someone to go with there's a lot of a lot of things happening yeah things things have got to line up right <laughs> yeah and yeah. Um, if, I, if if we just boil it down to the to, to my world the DJ world um, it is I guess easy to be fooled by the engagement that you get on posts and think well if i could just do this everywhere then you know like but everywhere is not london everywhere is not berlin everywhere is not paris um and as soon as you step out of these kind of microcosms people do recognize oh damn like what i do is actually niche (laughs) and there was a moment probably in the in the in the noughties in the tens um i don't know how do you call it noughties or tens whatever the no i guess the tens and the noughties where the internet like amplified all these like small diy artists and we had like a bit of like a distribution advantage on the rest of the world the rest of europe and you know these brits were able to just go everywhere and, and play and people would be there because there was no other information to take in but now 
everywhere has their own NTS, everywhere has their own uh, techno star, everywhere has their own ecosystem of building communities. So why the hell are you going to fly out some random geek from London to play techno for you when you've got people from your local area that you've been building up and supporting, you know? It changes like what mm. what we're creating. I don't mean geek in a bad way, by the way. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm talking about someone like me, like you getting a guy with a black t-shirt to come play music for you. Like, don't know if that's going to be the thing that people do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's also me actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah, my other reasons were, you know, a financial offer made six months ago might not be viable now. So particularly if you're in a band, um, you know, six six months ago, you would have been like, okay, we could just about make that work. Now prices for everything have raised, say like thirty percent or something dumb, even for just for trains and mm. hotels. If you try, if you if you've tried to book hotels for five people or two people in the last three months, you would see you know the difference in price. It might be double. Like yeah. I'm paying, you know, even to get London to Amsterdam, people going to ADE, people telling me they're paying 300 quid on an easy jet from, from Heathrow. I'm like, to, to go and yeah. do a meeting with someone you could talk to on the phone? <laughs> this, is, this is nuts. Um, and a lot of bands, especially in the early days, you used to do your shows at a loss, with a loss or break even with the mentality that you were going to go and make the money on the festivals. And then festivals are having a bad time too. So you've got, you've got, a, again, you've got, you've got a lineup on your side. Well, so you've got to be able to tour at a loss not get sick, not have the show canceled or any particular show canceled for any reason. You've got to be able to get there without anything going wrong. And like that's become a lot harder. And then I guess the last reason that I didn't see pick up that, that much steam was I guess every artist that could possibly tour or wants to tour right now is touring at the same time and yeah. the this the, the people that run ticketing companies to get the the thing going again they said oh you can you could just refund if you can't go anymore well look the the marketing of the the of Great Britain right now is austerity and uh, cost of living crisis, inflation, bills going up mm. and you've got an opportunity to get 50 quid back for a ticket that you paid for <laughs> last January. You're like, I'll, I'll take that back actually. I can I can save that. I can spend that on a nice uh, lack of, I don't know, my groceries for the week or, you know what I mean? So it, yeah. people might be reconsidering things that they're already committed to and going, actually, I don't want to see the artist anymore. Um, the, the, the shows that got cancelled because of Omicron last year. You know, I haven't listened to that album for about seven months and moved on. So I'm not going to go all the way to Brixton Academy to to watch them anymore. And people are performing in front of half the crowds that they that had paid for them originally. It's, it's nuts. Mm. It is nuts. Yeah. So, okay, just going back to the first reason you cited there, which is the... Um, the sort of lack of correlation between streams and general online engagement and ticket sales. Like, I mean, the, the streams one is, is is the kind of the most sort of egregious bit of that, I think, because so many, uh, so much of streaming figures is driven by playlists and plays which are basically not 
fan plays, as it were. So not active listeners who are really interested in the artist who are, who are ever going to, you know, they might not have a track, they might not skip past it, but they're never going to buy a ticket, right? And I think um, particularly when we're talking about DJs and when we're talking about the dance scene and the rave scene and those that kind of like the whole thing, which has obviously been bolstered significantly by how big the festival side of that is now. Like a lot of the time, I think people buy tickets to those events because they want to go and rave rather than because they want to go and see particular acts. I mean, there might be, you know, a, a, there might be a few names that they know on the bill that gets them to buy a ticket to that particular event, but they want to go to an event because they want to go raving rather than going to see a band because they love all the songs. I, th- do you, I mean, do, do you agree with that as a general distinction like between the dancing and the rest of it? Definitely. And uh, especially the last year, I've just thought the marketing of electronic music is terrible. Like you are... Uh, Every electronic music festival basically is name of festival in some park and then names of people listed. Like how compelling yeah. is that for in terms of building um new audience? You know, I've got younger cousins and they're like, what is that? Who are all these people? What where do I listen to music? What kind of music is it? And those the, yeah. the communications don't answer those questions. Like if you just saw um like a first, yeah, like a new festival that's come out in the last couple of years. That's all they do. They just stack all of these names that you'd assume that someone wants to go outside and rave to in a park. Just knows, but how how would they know them? How would they engage with all these things? Like, how would they know like old school jungle DJs? How would they know like uh, someone that's on NTS? Like, how like I think we are so wrapped up in our own own little world sometimes that we don't actually see how it interfaces with people that don't are not in it as much as we are and i see this when i'm walking in the street in london and i just see posters for stuff like if i see like a poster for um just whatever name insert festival and next to an advert for a nike shoe i'm like that is clear so much clearer what that is and wireless advertising and rather than this thing which just names price date like how why would someone just walking down the street be curious about this thing um over the other and especially on instagram where we've got so much opportunity to to get more creative to to show people like what it looks like inside these things it's always it seems to be like it's missing it's like it's missing the what is what does it feel like to go to this and what should make someone part with 50 to upwards to 200 quid to go and spend three days in a park with um usually dudes playing techno, (laughs) you know what I mean? 